This is Matt Peters. This is Lex Lutz. And you're listening to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Oh, crap. Are we supposed to do that at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> Start the show. All right. Head Games by Craig McDonald and Kevin Singles. Don't know what that is. Head Games. Okay. Is this the sequel to Lady Gaga's Love Game? Um, yes. Cool. I'm in. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a very simple person. Your black friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the book I read last week. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, okay. You're like, what are you saying now? Oh, my God. It's got weird. What a weird password. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's my Wi-Fi password. That's the password to your bank. <laughs> I was it's the password to your bank account. How weird. That too. That too. I mean, hey, you know what? If you're a friend, if you're an ally, you yeah, get to get into my sad bank account. Sad. Yeah, that's about it with me too. I'm like, all right, what are you gonna take? The five dollars of my savings? Take it. I don't I care. I used to love that too. It's like, oh no, I lost my debit card. What are you gonna do with my five dollars and fifty cents? Exactly. Yeah. Get you a Taco Bell combo meal. Great. Enjoy that. Oh, but then you don't get the Taco Bell combo meal. That's true. That's true. I think. But karma will be on my side. That's true. Yes. It's like Red Dead Redemption when you end up like you know taking down somebody and you only get like a dollar fifty. It's like, man. Oh my gosh! Yes. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption again because you talked about it. I hadn't yes. played it for like a month. And, yeah, I'm getting back into it. It's so good. Yeah, you said you got into the um, uh, The city, yeah. Yeah, Saint-Denis uh, well, is great. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my God, there's all this stuff you can do. Like, like <laughs> it has every, like, it has all of the things there. Because I get really annoyed when I have to go. The game is, the travel is very tedious. Yes. As you know. So I'm like, oh, crap, I can go all through here. So now I'm just having fun in the swamps, too, because I haven't been in the swamp area. So I'm Ooh. like, oh, look, gator. Oh, yeah. look. I just killed a black bear. <laughs> apparently, awesome. apparently, I'm very anxious around the gators. And Dean makes fun of me because of that. Because when we first got to the swampland... I'm freaking out. I'm like, don't go over there. Don't go in that mud. Oh, my God. There's a gator right behind you. He's going to oh, eat yeah. you. Do not step in that mud. Oh, my God. Like, well, I, I just, was carrying the, yeah. the black bear pelt, mm. and it was a it's a perfect pelt. So I'm Ooh. like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I managed to get a perfect pelt. So I need this for making something. I don't remember what that makes, but whatever. And I'm walking, and the sun is setting, mm. so it's starting to get into that creepy nighttime, which, by the way, I posted a video on Facebook of um there was someone hanging from a tree oh, so yeah. i went back to check that check on it mm-hmm. and all of these like creeper dudes came out of the woods and came after me i thought it was in zombie mode i swear okay so this is actually a good place to start because yeah, no, last man, time we touched on red dead and i said yeah i've been playing it a lot because of all these creepy things that i've been hearing about and finding and i yeah. didn't really share any of that so I'm going to tell you about like three or four of these different okay. instances. Okay, is this is this a, is this like an update there, or has it always been there and people are just now discovering it? It's always been there and people are discovering it. Man, so, this game it, worth the sixty bucks. <laughs> totally, I got Dang. my money's worth already. But okay, so this is all post game stuff. Okay, and 
Uh, well, I guess you could do it at any time in the game, but when I was actually playing the main storyline, I was so focused on that, I wanted to see where it went. So I still after, haven't beat the main storyline, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there is some stuff... Yeah, I don't want to give it's anything okay. away. It's okay. Okay, anyway, anyway. anyway. I, I, so, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, gamers <laughs> beat games so fast that I've kind of given up on, like, spoilery type of stuff. Sure, sure. But you know what's weird about Red Dead... Everybody loved it. It was universally praised. But so f- so few people actually finished the first game. They said um, maybe like 15 or 20 percent of the people that played it actually finished it. But that's still what? a good amount of people. Seriously? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. But wait, I want to compare. What would be the average then of yeah. games? Like, do people actually finish games? People don't finish games anymore. That's why these Battle Royale games are so popular. And we're already getting off of the Red Dead thing already. <laughs> no, I'm we'll gonna look this up because I'm curious. Yeah, a lot of people don't finish games. Like you know, I, I joke around a lot with uh, with Archie because famously he doesn't finish games that he enjoys. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, but people just don't find the time. There's so much good stuff out there. They rarely finish what they're playing. Yeah, it's true. We and people. So games are more money now, and they have to just justify that like price point so they give you a lot of game and all like we're all adults now and don't have necessarily the time to play (laughs) um you know 60 hours or however long they are yeah i mean um so this is okay this is old this is an old stat but this says that um this estimate, this is a CNN article, so I don't know about games, but it says one out of every ten gamers finished the game of the year that wow. year okay. in 2010. That's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, they're there for you, but you know what? If For those, for those one out of the ten people that finished the game and it wasn't what they hoped it would be, they would go online and tell everybody, like, hey... This is unfinished or the ending is disappointing, kind of like what happened with Mass Effect 3. And so people wouldn't be inclined yeah. to buy that game. I will say I beat all I'm I'm not good at beating games. Okay. I will say that. Yeah. Um I beat I did beat all of the Mass Effect games. I was very into them. Um I don't uh let's see. I'm trying to think of it. I didn't beat the new one, Andromeda. Okay. Yeah. I didn't beat that one. I got it. I played it. I liked it a little bit. It didn't have the same flavor of the first game, but mm-hmm. or the first trilogy, I should say. I played a game last night. Well, I played a game over the weekend, actually, because we had a, a long weekend. I'm going to say here in the States because we have people listening overseas. Thank you for tuning in. Love um, you. <laughs> so, yeah, I played this game, Celeste, that was free on um, Xbox for live members. You know, they're games with gold or whatever. Um, and it, it's a pretty simplistic game with the mechanics involved like you're this girl who can jump and hop on enemies and stuff like that but you also have this dash move so you can kind of dash through the air to get a little extra umph you know Mm -hmm. and she can grab on the walls as well now everything i've told you makes it seem like okay this game is pretty simple you can beat it in an hour or something like that this is a punishing game along the lines yeah you know what usually I would say the same thing. Super Meat Boy, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was kind of goofy. It was kind of weird. But mm-hmm. I ended up playing it for like a day and I got tired of it. Celeste has beautiful music. The graphics are these like 
old school 16-bit graphics. Yeah. And the, the game actually explores uh, concepts about the psyche and about, uh, you know, just people and, and how they uh, relate to one another and that sort of thing through in, in a very entertaining manner without even really coming right out and saying it. Um, there's a girl who, who struggles with her self-esteem issues as the main character, and she confronts that head-on in a supernatural sort of way, of course. But it was just so engaging and beautiful, I couldn't stop playing it. Hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Like, I yeah, I've never of, even um, heard of it. Yeah, I, you know what? I just started hearing of, about it recently because a, a lot of my friends here in Chicago are part of uh, you know, BitBash and the indie game uh, industry. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those... Uh, you know, games that these two guys put together uh, a demo for overnight, and then they developed it with a larger team into something uh, more defined. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a gorgeous game, and hmm. if you can get past the uh, the steep learning curve, uh, there's something there for you. There's an easy mode too. I didn't play around with that at all. I wanted to yeah. get the the full experience of it, um, but I guess there is an easy mode included in the game as well. I just. I like. I, I think the next one that I want to play is the um, what? What was the name of the the latest Mario game that they re-released for the Switch? It was on oh. the Nintendo. <laughs> it's got some complicated, convoluted name now because it's like a re-release of a Wii. Right, U. but it's a re-release of a Wii U. It's like, and I never played that because I didn't have a Wii U. Ultimate Super Mario Brothers U and Knuckles or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'll probably end up buying that at some point would be the next game that I play. <laughs> but I Red Dead is I mean, I just I've spent so much time just going around hunting and stuff like it's so fun. Yeah, it's it's weird to say that, too. Right. Because it's like, yeah, you're hunting yeah. and normally I'm, you know, not that type of guy. But yeah. I am if there's a bow involved. Oh, definitely. In yeah, and it's yeah. good. That's why I've never played that Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the the robotic uh, dinosaurs. Yeah, you're you're going around hunting these gigantic right. robotic animals in a uh, dystopian right. future. D played it. She loved it. She played it from start to finish. And I heard it was a really good DLC things. too. Yeah, yeah, I've heard great things about it. I've heard the story is great, um, and I know it's primarily a bow game. Mm-hmm. So. That one has my interest yeah. down the line. Too. I mean, that's how but, I played Skyrim for the majority yeah. of the game, as did everybody else, I guess, as the uh, stealth archer. Controversial. I never got into Skyrim. Yeah, you know, it's not for everybody. I feel you on that. I because... feel like it was for everybody, man. <laughs> my brother was super into it. He was like, oh, my God, I have to get rid of this game. I'm playing it too much. It's, you know, he got so heavily invested in it. Everyone was into that game. And I just, I bought it. And yeah. I got it used, um, and I was just like, I don't get it. Like, it just, I don't know why. It's, it seems like everything I would love. Did you get in, into any of the other Elder Scrolls games before that? No. Okay, same, no. same. Skyrim was the was only a, one I really played, and it was kind of like uh, government-mandated, because the, <laughs> the site that I was working on at the time, we were doing our, our top ten games of that year for 2011, mm-hmm. and... They were like, oh, man, you got to play Skyrim. You can't talk about the top ten without thinking of Skyrim. Like, okay, whatever. Played it, and I lost probably six months of my life to that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you weren't the only one. Like, that was – that game – I mean, there's a reason why it's been re-released how many freaking times? (laughs) Too many. (laughs) And see, here's the thing, too. 
I have this problem right now where I'm really curious about this new Resident Evil game, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was starting to talk to our friend Jonesy about that uh, today, mm-hmm. actually, because she uh, did this. Um... Jonesy wrote into the show, too, by the way. I'm going to read the message from a little we, while. Go ahead. We got we to get to that. That's but okay. She, uh, yeah, she, she actually played um, this, this other horror game we were all excited about, P.T., uh, she came oh, over God, yes. and she she actually let us record her reactions. In a, yeah, great. it was yeah. it was pretty great because she just like emotes so well. <laughs> She's playing a horror game or watching a horror movie. We're like we got to get this on film. So oh we, God, yeah, I got to share that with the with everybody on our social. Do you still have computer. PT on your your PlayStation Four? I do, and I was happy about that because I upgraded to the Pro, and that came along with the data that I had on the old one. So, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah. If you yeah. delete it, you can't you can't get it back, and uh, people sell PlayStations with that loaded on there. That's crazy. That because crazy if you sell it, money. If you, if you sell it with it on there, you have to give them access to your uh, accounts and everything too, which is not. I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. You basically, if you got in that situation, you would have to remove your credit card and mm-hmm. then give up your account, basically. At the end of the day, that's what you would have to do. Yeah. I don't see yeah. any other way of doing it. Right. But yeah, like, I remember, I don't know if that's still a thing, but that was a thing for a while. Because they were apparently like, no, we can't even have this in the store. Like, <laughs> we have to delete the entire history of this glorious possibility of a game. They don't want to distract people from their Metal Gear Solid pachinko machines. Now, that's another game that I never beat and got to the the Silent Hills part Mm. where, like, the reveal at the end because I was too freaked out. I don't think I would have been able to to beat that game as much as I would have wanted it. Like, it was – that teaser was terrifying. It really was. It really was. I I did the thing because, like, you know, you would unlock certain things if you plug your headphones in. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then spoke like you said the name of the oh, oh my gosh, it was horrible. <laughs> it, I'm I'm not I I am I get jump scares I do like I do get that, um and so I'll just like holy crap like you know even in at Red Dead I had like a, a gator lunge at, lunge at me and I was like yeah. oh yeah. but you know <laughs> PT was just oh I'm just not gonna sleep again for a couple of years I'm assuming like Dude. it was just. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was a really great experience. If you can find someone who still has it on their PlayStation, like, seriously, go find it. Play it. It's just – it's even better when you're playing it around other people, too. Go find it, and, you know, if you want to watch Jonesy play it, I'll put the link up in the the social. I want to see that. I haven't seen that. (laughs) It's been a while, but it it holds up. It was was during Cast Today one year. It was a lot of fun. I mean, get her permission to post. Oh, it was on cast today. Okay, we can. Yeah, yeah. no, it's still it's still on YouTube. Like, I just okay. gotta put All the right. link up. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Cool. I was gonna say, <laughs> we have to get permission. Okay. So speaking of Josie, so she wrote in. Yes. Um, she said before tonight's podcast, meaning we're recording. Um, I wanted to let you know that a yarn collection is a stash. So, I. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember talking about a yarn collection, <laughs> and I know it's a stash, but I still appreciate that. And she says, and one does not ask about the size of a crafter's yarn stash, <laughs> which is really funny. Um, I so I do know it's a stash. I don't remember talking about even talking about yarn, 
but that sounds like me. So well, yeah, we all know well, it's it's not about the amount of yarn you have in your stash; it's how you use it. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. Podcast canceled. All right. <laughs> rad. Uh, it was rad. <laughs> welcome to the knitting podcast. We're going to talk about knitting tonight. No. Um, I yeah, I don't remember talking about it, but I, I'm I'm certain I did. I have this is you guys should learn this now. I have my brain is the same size as a goldfish. I'm not going to remember anything. All right, it's just going to get lost. And you're just going to have to be along for the ride. Hey, you know, this is why it's good for people to write in and to tweet us about stuff. Mm-hmm. So if there's Do something that. we forget to talk about, we can circle back around to it. Like the creepy stuff in Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there every podcast is 50 first dates for us. That's what it is. <laughs> go back to it. Fifty <laughs> okay. first cast. So, I love it. So creepy stuff in Red Dead. Right. Go back so, to it. Okay. So I didn't know anything about this. So... Since since I was a little kid, people would mention weird stuff in video games that made no sense at all being present in there. So, like, folks would tell you about if you put in a secret code into Mortal Kombat, you can get characters from Street Fighter or something like that. Now, this is back in the day before Street Fighter X Tekken, um, you know, when these two companies were bitter bitter rivals they would never interact with so, each other whatever. so when any so was any of that true or was it just like oh absolutely i heard this not. thing absolutely okay. not right. no it was just school it was schoolyard rumors yeah. but okay. this gotcha. time this time it was uh d would hear different things from people at her job talking about oh you know if you go to a certain spot on the certain mountain at 2 a.m in the game you can see a ufo take off from the middle of a field and go into space. And I'm like, that sounds made up. I call no, bullshit. No, I totally believe that. It's Rockstar. <laughs> how do you not, how do you say call bullshit on that? It's because Rockstar. It's, They're it's nuts. Rockstar. It's totally Rockstar, yes, but it's not even the undead or, you know, wacky DLC portion of the uh, game. This is the yeah. main game. So I'm like, okay, they want to give the authentic cowboy experience, right? Okay, no. so is it true? It's true. It's 100% true. I've seen it. Other thing I've seen that's nuts. I've seen it. I've I seen it. it. I see <laughs> I've seen it, and it is 100% true. Also, okay. also, just as creepy, at a certain time of night, if you're riding the rails, if you're if you're basically riding uh, alongside the rails on your horse in, um, is it St. Denis? It might be near St. Denis. Is this They're, Ghost Train? Ghost Train. I've seen Ghost Train. Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah. Ghost Train it's, happened to me without me knowing it. And I was like, that's oh, a ghost train. It's All near right. Lemoyne. It's like near the edge of Lemoyne, the northwest edge of Lemoyne. And it's like yeah, Ghost Train happened to me, and I yeah. did not know if it was a glitch or not. So you just confirmed it was a ghost train. Right. I never even Googled it. I was just like, All right, that was a ghost. <laughs> Third thing I've seen. Third thing I've seen, um, there are uh, there's a time traveler in the game. There's a guy what? who looks like he's from like Fallout times. He's what? got on like yeah, he's got on like a sweater vest in the old west. He comes out of like you know he comes out of this uh, log cabin and he's like oh hey chap you know he's he's saying all these things from like the 1950s, and he's like what I want you to do is I want you to find the location of these dinosaur bones and I want what? you to come back and tell me where they're all located. And apparently there are hundreds of dinosaur bones scattered throughout the game. What? 
And I haven't found even like two of them yet. I found one. So that's going to be some like serious, uh, some serious uh, post game stuff for me. Last thing I'll talk about because there's wow. there's uh, there's a ton more. There's a ton more. That's but the last thing insane. I'll talk about. There's a lady in a um, uh, what is it? Uh, the 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 outdoor bathroom. I can't think of what it's called. Outhouse. Outhouse. She's in an outhouse, and she's uh, basically uh, possessed. Oh God. Yeah, and it's all chained up. <laughs> it's all chained wow. up. Wow. So she's trying to reach out and grab you. She's like, I'll escape. I'll get mine. And then she just starts saying random numbers. Okay. And these numbers don't correspond to anything that we know of yet until Rockstar decides to kind of give us a clue. No, someone's going to figure it out. Somebody's it's like, it's like the cicada thing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. Yeah. That, that code thing. And then no one knows what happened after those people solved it. Yeah. It was the CIA. Yeah. It's, what it's it was. They were recruiting. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So, yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff in this game to find. Yeah. I'm. Man. Gosh. That's. Yeah. I just had all of the guys coming out after me were creeping me out in that yeah. in the swamp. God. Now I heard about. Because I thought it went into Undead Nightmare or something. That's what it felt like. That's exactly yeah. what it is, actually. You're exactly right. Those are the same beings from the Undead Nightmare DLC. They put that guy out there as a trap. So when you focus on that, they start coming from all different directions what? to attack you. Yeah. I thought they were just regular dudes. Nope. They no. are zombie dudes. It's creepy, man. Man, they. Did a good job with that game. That's, I mean, it's game of the year, right? Like to me, on. to me, definitely. I loved it, and it's rare that I enjoy a game from start to finish like that. But no, this was this was well worth the time, well worth the money. Um, okay. And you know so. what's crazy? Any other year, Spider Man would have won. Yeah. Like that game was insanely good. That so God of good. War, the God of War was really good as well. I didn't finish that. I didn't one play yet. God of War. I've never played any God of War. You owe it to yourself to play God of War. This one's pretty good. It's about a father and son bonding I... and such. <laughs> so game... I like the idea of let me sell you on this video game. It's like a Terrence Malick film <laughs> nominated for an Oscar. You know, like wait, what? Huh? <laughs> what is this tree of life? Huh? What? <laughs> What's happening? Oh my god. That reminds me of that time traveling tree bark movie with uh, Wolverine. I can't remember the name the of fountain. it. The Fountain. Oh god. I that saw that theaters. Oh, so, I did too. Yeah. I was so angry after I saw that movie. Yeah. I'm like, he's eating a tree and he's traveling through time. What, uh, what is happening? Yeah. It was bad. Uh, it was very bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have so many of those because I keep all my ticket stubs for movies. Mm-hmm. And I put them all in a um, like two scrapbooks or whatever, and I'm just continuing to collect them. Nice. And so you go through all of the movies that you've seen. Oh boy, I eat <laughs> some garbage. But you know what? Sometimes it's good because you remember the time that you had when you it's, went to go see it. It's fine. It, it's not as easy of a pill to swallow now as it was ten years ago, like mm-hmm. with you know the price of tickets and everything. But but like you know, it's still yeah. I agree. Like you're like okay, good or bad. This is this is the memory. You know? Yes, <laughs> man. Um, I found a, a ticket stub because I, I had to go through some old boxes. I found a ticket stub mm-hmm. for seven pounds with Will Smith, and that movie was actually okay. 
I thought I, it was it was alright. I know it was I didn't see that Oh yeah, I did see that. Okay, that was when he. Uh, Spoiler alert, donated all of his organs. Yes. I swear to God, if someone gets mad for me spoiling seven pounds, which came out years ago, I, I will wait. burn Utica to the ground. But you know what? If you haven't seen it by now, this will convince you to watch this movie. Will Smith commits suicide to donate his organs by killing himself with an electric eel in a bathtub. That's metal. That preserves the organs. It's the way of... Ensuring they go to everyone. After he solved all the Rubik's Cubes and grew that funky 70s mustache, he decided to donate all his organs. The Rubik... Wait, wait. This is several movies, right? You're making jokes from several movies. Am I? I don't know. The Rubik's Cubes was not that movie, was it? (laughs) Wait, now... Oh, no. Am I I a specific racist, which is just racist (laughs) Will Smith movies? Tweet Lex at Lex and Matt on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I can't distinguish between Will Smith movies. It's the only. It's the only one that I have. I just can't tell. Do all Will Smith movies look the same to you? Like? <laughs> oh no, I'm the other Will Smith movie. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's one of those Will Smith movies where he tries to be serious and not like Hitch at all. Yeah. Like, come on, yeah, man. but then he, he goes a high with his voice every once in a while. And you're like, oh, there's Fresh Prince. There's Fresh Prince. Come on. I dad. still okay. I still love the the Jersey Girl joke about like it's fresh. It's the Fresh Prince. He's never gonna be anything. <laughs> Did you see that movie, or am I just like no? I didn't see that movie, but it sounds like something from Back to the Future. No, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's the uh, it's the Ben Affleck. Uh, it's Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, which is a good transition into uh, our our childhood crush thing in a minute. Oh, that. Um, but, but so it's it's the Kevin Smith movie that came out with uh, oh, Affleck early two thousands, and I really liked it. I saw it when I was a kid. He always jokes about like, oh, that's the worst one I've made or whatever. It's a good movie, man. I thought you were talking about Jersey Boys, the Broadway no. play. <laughs> no. <laughs> which I saw, and it was delightful. Jersey Boys? Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Jersey Boys is pretty good. I saw it maybe five or six years ago with D. It was great. Oh, wait. The show or the movie? The show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Movie's not great. Sorry. Right. Right. Not a great adaptation. Okay. It could be started on musicals. All right. But now. Okay. So speaking of Liv Tyler. (laughs) Speaking of Liv Tyler. Okay. Celebrity crushes. This is this is what I this is what. So how did you come up with this? Okay, so actually it's kind of funny. We were talking about you were talking about how you feel like you sound like Drew Barrymore on the podcast. Yes. And I warned. I, you, I mean, just in life in general. In life in general, and I disagree, hard disagree. And I warned you on top of that. I said never tell Dolores about that. Okay. Because when I was growing up, famously, and she's known me since seventh grade. I had the biggest crush on Drew Barrymore. I thought she was just the bee's knees. Yeah, she was. I I think we're safe, Matt. I don't (laughs) think it's going to be a problem, all right? Yeah, I think I think I'm all right. You know, yeah, I think we're good. (laughs) If it's not the distance, it's the fact that you know the married and the guy, all that stuff combined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. That's that's the main issue. That's, here. <laughs> that's the issue. I mean, look, because Drew Barrymore has done all the drugs, and she's she's turned around. Yeah. Hey now. 
That does that. not dictate. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't no, even no, know. No. It's actually something. I mean, she had like she didn't have parents. Like no, she was she one of those one of those kid like who grew up that way. Right. It was but like I tell well, you what. Like it's it's <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, it's more of a psychological thing for me because as um, most of our listeners may already know, I'm also terrified of ET the extraterrestrial. Um, it is a uh, is phobia of mine. Um, <laughs> I used to I, no, I I believe you. Like I, I to, I've uh, heard this before. This yes, is a thing. Like yes. from from like people who watched it at a certain age. I never had that. Man, I was scared of the people. Like that we're trying to take E.T. and all that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't trust the man. Like, that's the lesson of that movie. But I, no, I didn't have the same thing. Like, I, I, I didn't, I don't know why, um, but I get it. Like, I do get it, especially when I watch it now mm-hmm. and I look at it through that lens. I'm like, oh, yeah, this, yeah. this, this feels like a, a, it's got that horror edge to it. With a different score, it could have been a horror movie. I still think even as is, it could be a horror movie. Yeah, dude. A bit. I mean, just him hiding in the shed and rolling the ball out. He could have ate that kid. He could have totally devoured Elliot. It would have been expected. But 100%. we're getting away from the good part here, which is the childhood crushes. No, so no, no. So that's what I was going to ask. So, so childhood crush. Okay, so yeah. the Drew Barrymore thing. Yes. Was it child, child Drew Barrymore like that? Or did it start later when you were in your teens and then she was she's was, probably in her It was always age appropriate. Old, so a little bit she older. Is, she is forty three years old. E. T. came out in nineteen eighty two. And okay. um you know, back then movies stayed in theaters for a while and then they had return engagements. Right. Even after they were released on home video. So I actually saw E. T. in theaters and I was maybe six or seven years old. But at that okay. time, I saw an age-appropriate Drew Barrymore. Yeah. 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 Why are you so, saying it's inappropriate? I'm like, that's well, normal. I'm just, you know, giving, I'm giving context No, that's why I was saying, that's why I said child to child. Like, that's yeah. what I said. Like, it's a, like a child, like, it's, a, it's literally a childhood crush. Like, it's not, yeah, you're good. Oh, man. So, No yeah. one thinks you're crushing on a child <laughs> Drew Barrymore, dude. Welcome to Catch a Predator. Oh, my God. That's what God. this has all been a setup for. This no, has been a no. long, long con just to get me to yeah. admit that on air. Okay, well, fine. Yeah, you no. got me. You got me. So Drew Barrymore. I thought yeah. she was cute. And then as I matured, and she did, I continued to think she was attractive. And then, Oh, my God. Charlie's Angels? Please. Yep. yep. I, I mean, just totally playing to the Matt gaze the whole have time. Have you watched that movie recently, by the way, Charlie's I Angels? Have, I have not, no. No, that movie is sexy as fuck. Oh my god! <laughs> like I was, I was not remembering it that way. I was yeah. like, I, I remember really loving it as a kid and everything. And now I'm watching, like, good lord! I'm curious to see what they do with the new one. As am I. As am I. It was a good movie. I mean, I liked her in Scream. I liked her in Boys on the Side. I mean, she always just I never saw Boys had a. On the side. A devil may care attitude towards everything, and you did know, you see riding in cars with boys? I did. Oh, I love that it. movie. R.I.P. Penny Marshall. Yeah. Genius, absolute yeah. genius. But yeah, that was oh my god, that was one of my favorites growing up. Like, and you know, Brittany Murphy too, who is unfortunately also passed away. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, man, that movie was so good. You know, Drew Barrymore's been in a lot of great. The Wedding Singer. Yeah. Like, good lord, she's got great chemistry with Adam Sandler. She does. Um, I even watched that recent one, Blended. Oh yeah. Which, which was like, it was it was not up to that caliber. I didn't see it in theaters or whatever. It was on TV, kind of thing. Um, maybe on HBO. I don't remember. But I I was like, oh. You know, I got a couple of laughs out of that, and they just have really good chemistry. I just right. enjoy watching them make movies together. She directed that um, that Derby movie, Derby, uh, not Derby, go whip it. <laughs> I thought you said dirty movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> whip it. Oh, okay. I have I have a theory about Whip It. Okay. Whip It is a great movie. All right. Good theory. So, okay, I'm with you. Yes, but Whip It is missing one really big thing. And it is that it is a coming out movie that okay. is not a coming out movie. I would have guessed that you were going to say that Whippet was missing the inevitable sequel called Whippet Good. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know. Okay. No, no. That's what it is. Like, it, it, it is. She had, I mean, if you watch that movie, the worst part about it is the romance side of it. And it just doesn't feel right. And then in retrospect, Ellen Page being out like it, it that's what that movie should have been yeah. i think i mean it was 2009 i almost want to say i don't know what was the temperature in hollywood at that time do you think they were ready for something like that no not for a teen film no definitely not for a teen film not for not for juno not for okay. juno no. brokeback mountain came yeah. out 2005. Yeah, but these were like adult, adult guys. No, I know. What I'm saying is when Brokeback Mountain came out, it was controversial. Yeah. Like, it faced its own controversies. Yeah. And it's, now it's you look back at that, we're like, oh, it's totally, like, fine. Right. Um, For the most part. Great movie. But, I mean, like, she's, I, she's had an yeah. amazing career trajectory, even in her life. I mean, like, you know, I was joking around earlier with the whole... Um, you know, I was kind of making light of it with the whole drug thing, but she mm-hmm. has been through so many peaks and valleys and she yeah. has like in, endured. I mean, if you think about it, she was married to Tom Green in, you know, at, at his craziest too, in like 99 when they had access to all the money that. and all the drugs yeah. and yeah. yeah, they both survived that. That is crazy that they both survived that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I, I forgot about that. That she was married to Tom Green. She was married to him Thanks. during when he got testicular cancer too, and he ended up getting that surgery live yeah. on TV. Yeah, on or TV. Yeah. yeah. He was a weird dude. I can never get into his stuff, but I I liked that he was doing weird stuff. Yeah, he was out sense. there. He was definitely he was he was MTV personified basically. Yeah. Have you seen the new Drew Barrymore show, the TV oh. show or whatever? Uh, I haven't made time to watch it yet. No. Oh, so I watched the first episode, and I wasn't super into it, but I just don't like zombie stuff. But I'll give you another reason to like Drew Barrymore. Okay. So <laughs> this made me think of it because of the TV show. So my great uncle, he works in the film and television industry. So he does um, like actual camera work and everything like that. He go he lives like outside of New York, but he goes into New York and does stuff. Right now he's doing the gaming tournaments and everything like that. He's filming all of that stuff. Okay. Uh what's it called? Esports. He's yes. doing a lot of esports right now. Um so he was talking about uh Drew Barrymore and like meeting her and working with her. And he said she is like the nicest person in the world. 
and she just treats everyone the same on set. She will have long conversations with all of the crew and everything like that, and just they love working with her. Mm. So she's a I good person it. behind the camera too, bud. She is. I I bet she is. She's got to be your free pass. So <laughs> He's you know like, how, she'll be my free pass too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how I would shoot my shot, my proverbial shot, my my yeah. mythical imaginary shot? I would just walk up to her and I'd be like, cellar door. Oh my god. You are the worst. I am. So yeah. your turn. Who who was who was one of your childhood crushes? Mine is mine's 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 convoluted, Uh-oh. to say the least. Come on. Okay, so I mentioned Liv Tyler. Yes. Faux show. She's still, like, just as beautiful. How did she, how she came from Steven Tyler, I'll never understand. She deserves credit for that, too, because she has every right to be crazy, and I mean that in the most respectful way. She Mm -hmm. has every right to be just washed out, washed up, and talentless, but she is amazing. Sorry, do you hear my cat yelling right now? No, but okay. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that I dropped two Aerosmith song titles and you just completely glossed over it. Because anyway. my cat is yelling. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, do I need to kick him out of the room right now? I'm sorry. You were good. I, I heard the amazing part and I got yeah. that. Yeah, All Crazy right. was the other one in case you were Okay, okay. Was playing Cra- yes, okay. All yes. right, I got it. You good? You good? You good? Uh, right. Liv Tyler so was, was almost crying because you didn't. There, get it. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Living on the edge. Cancel. Cancel. I canceled. Um, I so there was definitely Liv Tyler. Yes. And it was like, why do I like all these Liv Tyler movies? I don't know why. Like, huh? That's a thing. So <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, like, huh? Well, that's cool. Um, let's see who else. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's so, these brunettes and the striking eyes. I kind of have a convoluted one, too. And it's kind of okay. funny because I appreciate a good sense of humor. But once I tell you who my other celebrity uh, crush, my other celebrity childhood crush is, it's going. Th- there's no other way around why I was attracted to this woman. Okay. Um, this was definitely not age appropriate, but she didn't know about it. So it's fine. You know, I was I was a kid. I was growing up and. I would I would go with my grandfather to um, the uh, garage that he worked at. And on the wall of the garage, there was an ad for, I believe it was Bud Light. And the spokesperson was none other than Cassandra Peterson, Elvira. And I've seen her that, on TV. That's a little weird, yeah. And she was just incredibly like vivacious and curvy and everything like that. And, of course, I was, I was, I was forming my ideal of what is attractive to me at that age. And I'm like, yes, Elvira, she's funny and she makes eye contact. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess she's pretty too, but you know, the eye contact thing and the, and the humor. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is, that is an interesting one. I know, but because she's got to be in what her seventies now. She is according to Wikipedia. She is 67 years old. I had to say, sorry, Elvira, I ate you up. Because I didn't want to make it seem like I just knew it all the time in my head because I don't. But, yeah, that'd be a yeah. little bit creepy. That'd be a little bit creepy. <laughs> she's 67 years old. She's on Instagram, and she's still, like, playing up to it on Instagram. She did the uh, the 10-year challenge picture that everybody's doing. 
mm-hmm. and it was just straight up just a close up picture of her boobs, for both the before and after. <laughs> and she's like, That's "See, good. exactly the same." And it was just the same picture. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not trying to be. A, was she like a legit porn star before that? No, no, she actually no. was kind of like Ghoulie else. or somebody like that, where she would uh, host the horror movie marathons uh, late at night. No, 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 and, I know that, but before yeah. she did that. Mm-mm. Nope. No? Nope, nope. I don't want to know. I'm not going to Google it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, what else? Now I'm trying to think. This is like, uh, I liked Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Still like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. He's still he's still a good looking fella. He is. Also starred in um, that movie that I alluded to earlier, um, Donnie Darko. Yeah. 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 He's good in that. That's one of those movies that has not aged well, though, in my opinion. No, no. It was creepy. Too weird. It's even creepier now, especially because I mean that dude was straight up a child predator in that movie. That was really weird. Oh, um, was that Swayze's character? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was. As a matter of fact. Yeah. What the hell was that? Yeah. Now and I'm I trying say, to remember the plot of that. Like, I oh say, my god. <laughs> there was no plot. It was just a lot of weird stuff That's going true. on. That's true. Remember when he did the movie right after the same director, the like, and it made even less sense. And you're like, how is this possible? Right. Oh god, I don't remember. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. But yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. He's a dude. That's cool. Um, <laughs> Only dude on the list. He's a, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, well, I haven't finished my list yet. No. no Go for I'm it. Not gonna, I'm not going to steal that. Um, my final entrance in my childhood crush trio is... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I watched a lot of Nick at Night growing up. Oh, no. And Barbara Eaton. Barb. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to Google that. Who is Barbara that? Eaton? Was the star of the sitcom I Dream of Jeannie, playing the title oh, character yes. Jeannie. Yes. She is 87 years old. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like yeah. I Dream of Jeannie, man. Yeah. She's still young there. She. And yeah. You know, Did you know she's pretty that like when she's older too? Yeah. Did you know that she was banned from showing her belly button on TV because it was so controversial? Oh man. Yeah, I yeah, love that's... those those old things where it's like we can't push the beds together. Like, what? <laughs> that might imply that this couple sleeping together. Well, they're married and they have two kids. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? I would say my third for the trilogy mm-hmm. would be Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, that's a good. And one. and the reason that I say this, it's not just because of the obvious Catwoman. Like, okay, okay. come on, we know that. I was going to go get... with higher learning, but all right. That's... Oh, okay. No. I See, you know what is underrated? Grease 2. Michelle Grease Pfeiffer and Grease 2. two. Uh, Did you okay. see Grease 2? I saw Grease 2. Okay. Not a lot of people that saw cool Grease writer. 2. I love Grease 2. I don't care. No apologies. <laughs> no freaking apologies. Yeah. Grease 2. Cool writer. Good lord. Yeah. Yeah, she is a pretty lady. Um, she is gorgeous. <laughs> one more one more detail about Barbara Eaton. Her okay. her given name. Um she she was basically named like a Bond villain. Her name was Barbara Jean Moorhead. No. Yes. You're lying. Nope. No. No. I don't Barbara believe Barbara Jean Moorhead. 
That is horrible. Change your surname. Like change your last name. <laughs> she did. She changed it to Eden. No, I know. But like her parents should have yeah, done that. Like by then what? for sure. Oh what man. The hell. This so yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, Hollywood makes uh you know, they 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 form our childhoods. That's for sure. So right. Gyllenhaal was in that new Spider-Man trailer. Oh my god, it looks so good. It does. It does. I'll have to admit, Homecoming was just okay to me. I'm okay. kind of like Spider-Man out, um, yeah. but this one got me excited in a way that even Homecoming didn't. Now that's interesting that you say you were spidered out by Homecoming because this year has been just well, 2018 was just the the epitome of Spider-Man. Like everything had Spider-Man in it. Okay. No. So, so 2018 yeah. is the year of Spider Out. 2018, we had Marvel Spider Man the game. We had Spider Man Tom Holland in Infinity War. We had um, Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was I, just like, oh, and Venom <laughs> on the yes. periphery. I would argue that the Spidered Out thing was already there a long time ago because this is the third reboot. In when, when did the first one come out? I'm first, sorry, 2002. Yeah. 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 So, so 17 years ago, like you know, that's not that long. They keep doing it, and it's just it gets so tired. Like I understand it's good now, and yeah, I just I got annoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I so I dig it. Um, the new Spider-Man trailer. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Um, I just think Mysterio is such an interesting character. To bring on, because you don't really know anything about him. Right. Most people don't. Right. They could just kind of have. I mean, that was smart with Vulture as well. Like, it's just kind of a clean slate. Just do whatever you want with this character. Right. Because there's nobody just like riding hard for Mysterio. Where I gotta like, admit, I was surprised to see Gyllenhaal doing a superhero film too. Yeah, same. He's after, moved away uh, from it. After Prince of Persia, I thought he wasn't touching that stuff anymore. Poor guy had to completely redo his career after that for good reason. <laughs> Another one I saw in theaters. Same. Um, I, I, yeah. I regret that one for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was surprised. I thought maybe he would take on Batman mm-hmm. if they offered him Batman. And the reason I say that is because, whether people know or not, he was up for Batman with the Nolan films. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. So in addition to almost playing Spider-Man, um, because in Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire broke his back. Oh, that's right. And they thought they were going to have to replace him. Hall was going to be his replacement. He was literally like suiting up kind of situation. And they were like, no, 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 Tobey Maguire's back. We're good. So he lost that. Then he goes out for Batman. Mm-hmm. And is, uh, you know, from what I read was one of the like top contenders kind of thing. But I don't know. They auditioned so many people for something like that. Um, and so he didn't get that. So I was thinking maybe if they replace Affleck, which, yeah. I mean, they're going to. Like, it's literally just a matter of them announcing it at this point. Because they've already said they're not going to tie in their universes anymore. Don't know if you just read that, but they just announced that the other day. Yeah, they said they're going to focus less on it, which I I'm still fine. don't really. I'm fine with it, but I don't buy it. Because they said the same thing around the time Wonder Woman did so well. They're like, yeah, we're going to pull back on that. And it's like, actually, we're going to go even harder. <laughs> we're well, what did they do after things. Wonder Woman? 
after Wonder Woman, they did um, uh, Justice League. Yeah, but that was already in the can. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm still I'm still salty about it. Oh my! God. I was fighting with somebody online again about the whole cyborg thing. Like that's not that's not my cyborg. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh damn! There's no booyahs. I mean, Hashtag not my Ghostbusters. It was. <laughs> By the way, I'm gonna get this out of the way early. Go for it. I'm just gonna. I'm just. This is gonna be my saying my piece with it. Fuck any Ghostbuster movie. <laughs> Uh, even the originals, that's not the 2016 Ghostbusters. Holtzman forever. Go fuck yourself. Done. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Bring that energy. And you know yep. what? Should have gotten a sequel. Fuck you, you, fanboys. 100%. I'm with you. Because in this era of shared universes and things tying together yep. and everything working out in the end, as long as you let it ride and don't pester people about it. Sometimes you get gold at the end and, you know, spoiler alert for this, too. At the end of the 2016 um, Ghostbusters answered the call movie, which they had to rename it for the DVD release for some reason. Um, Leslie Jones's character, Patty, is listening on the comms yep. to all this spectral activity. And she hears this thing and she goes, what is Zool? So they were about to bring Zool into this universe. Maybe from the original Ghostbusters universe, he was going to attack this one. So I see it being set up kind of like how they set up the most recent Arrow and Flash crossover, where yep. John Wesley Shipp was crawling on the ground and trying to fight the bad guy because his world was just destroyed. What if they were going to do what all these dudes wanted them to do and show the destroyed Answer the Call universe and them calling the original Ghostbusters like, hey, guys, watch out. This thing is coming to your world. You have to destroy it. And they got to dust off the packs and pull the thing out of mothballs. And they could have stuff. done the exact movie that they're making now, which is set yeah. in the same universe with new characters, whatever the hell they're doing with this new dick Ghostbusters. I don't know. What are, is that what they're going to call it? This re- we got dicks again. It's yeah. okay, everybody. We got-, <laughs> movie. we got dicks again. There are dicks in this movie. Like, okay. So, so like, whatever they're doing with this new Ghostbuster, like, they could have done that and had it cross over with, like, I don't care that you don't like this Ghostbusters. I f- loved it. Like, I have friends who loved it. I know so many people who loved this movie. Right. And there were just these annoying voices. And this, it was, you know... It was that canary in a coal mine situation of like everything's going to go downhill in 2016. Yeah. When these really bad voices are somehow taking over and controlling things. Mm. Um, and I feel like that was the first instance where I'm like, oh no, things are turning bad. Which is, that's what I mean in retrospect. That's how I look at it. Yeah. And I, I hate can, that I they can, let them win. Yeah. Totally. They made so many changes and caveats to what the plan was. Um, you know, I should also add that that was the that was the overarching factor of what changed the plans. Something else that added to that was the uh, the Sony hack happened around that time too, and plans got out about what they actually wanted to do, what, which was the um, the multiple Ghostbuster films uh, taking place. They were going to do something. No, the similar. Sony hack was in 2014. Yeah, but that was while the Ghostbusters 2016 was in production. And oh, everybody I'm was sorry. Okay, yeah. Doing all the nerd rage about it, you know. Yeah. Well, um, Sony fucked up with that too. Oh, they, by time. by not by not putting the interview in theaters. Yeah. That was yeah. ridiculous. It really was. I mean, just 
good or bad, like don't let them win. You know, yeah. like that was that was insane. So okay, so they sorry, so they leaked the Ghostbusters plans. Yeah, they leaked the plans, which was they were going to do the all female Ghostbusters. They were going to do another guy Ghostbusters movie uh, right. that was parallel. Which I would have been fine with in that context. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even the comics lay out a pretty good plan of how they could have done things, because in the comics, you have the original Ghostbusters. Uh, they have a series dedicated to the animated Ghostbusters. They have one for yeah. the extreme Ghostbusters, and they all cross over all the time. Is it is it extreme with just an X? No, 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 no. They didn't. I, think I almost want to call capital. this excellent adventure with just an X from like <laughs> 90s extreme. <laughs> like all those X-Men spinoffs that vaguely dealt with the X-Men. Like X-Force yes. and X-Factor and yes. Excalibur, all that good stuff. Yes. Extreme. Yes. Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> like I a mean, sunny clearly, it can, clearly it can be done. Yes. So I But they don't want to do it. No. It's all about complaining before stuff comes out. You know, just even with this one, people are like, oh, no, you burn your bridges by hitching your train. It's like, no, this is what you wanted. Shut up. This is what you asked for. Let it burn. Sorry, like what, the worst. what yeah. was that? I don't know what that argument. What is that argument? No, the argument is what? from the dude bros that are like, well, no, you screwed up the whole franchise with the 2016 one. It's like, no, you can't. Oh, you, so you they're saying don't even bother rebooting it. Yes. We don't want it because you made a movie with women. Yeah. Yeah. That's so offensive. They were triggered. Yeah. No they shit. Like, <laughs> oh. Humans. I don't know. Anyway. I, you know, I was listening to podcast the other day, and uh, it was actually Freddie Prince Jr. Um, was talking to – it was a Macaulay Culkin's podcast, which is pretty good. Um, okay. I'd recommend, you know, people check in, uh, look into it. It's called Bunny Ears. Um, and, and Freddie Prince Jr. was talking about, like, people being angry about the diversity in Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. And Pretty Pierce Jr. does voices for, like, the Clone Wars and everything like that. So he's, like, a part of Star Wars. Yeah. And he was talking about these guys, you know, getting upset. He's like, you guys are pissed because, you know, they gave a girl the Millennium Falcon. Like, try to play around. <laughs> like, they, you know, you're so angry. You know, and he is, he made a great point that, I mean, roughly we've heard this, but, like, I like the way he put it, which he said, you know, you say that they're discriminating against white people. By doing this, and I've heard this argument, that by having a character like Finn, by having Hispanic characters, Asian characters, black characters, they are erasing white characters and are therefore being racist against white characters, even though Ray is white and she's the fucking lead. Mm-hmm. She's a woman, so it doesn't really count. It doesn't, no. <laughs> um, he was saying, he's like, you guys can't handle racism. You can't even handle a girl running the Millennium Falcon. You can't handle racism in real life. You can't take a tiny taste of what racism is. Your feelings are just hurt. Like, that's all it is. It's completely separate. And that's how I feel about this, too. I'm like, you act like something precious was taken from you. You have no concept of what an actual struggle would be like. An actual struggle... Um, if you could put yourself in that perspective, would be going your entire life without seeing yourself in films at all. God forbid one film comes out that has all women, that has a black woman as one of the leads. Like, God forbid. 
God forbid, you you have to see one Ghostbusters movie with that. Maybe a few more in the future. I I just <sighs> that I was just gonna be like fuck it. <laughs> like like it makes me it makes me so angry, especially when like I know I saw before Wonder Woman had that impact. Mm-hmm. You know, I would see pictures of little girls dressed up as Ghostbusters. And the actresses, like, taking pictures with these kids who were like, oh, my gosh, like, these are my heroes now. And to know that, like, that was ruined by a bunch of dudes in their, like, 30s and 40s who are just angry is is so upsetting. Like, why can't you just let them have this? Us. This one thing. But that's not how it works. They have to have everything. They will let whatever happens on Adult Swim happen late at night with no tweeting, no anger, nothing like that. And all of a sudden a woman being the lead of a film is a big deal. I don't I don't get that. Like you've seen that crazy stuff on Adult Swim, right? Late at night? Oh yeah. It horrifies me. What it's, the fuck? like I'm 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 glad that I don't smoke pot because I would be freaked out of my mind <laughs> with the stuff. Yeah, that on I've there. had a couple times where, like, I left the channel on that, yeah. and then my dad would wake up and he'd turn on, and he, it, that would be the channel on, and he'd yeah. just like leave it on because he'd think it would be something fine. Then he's like, "What the hell is this channel?" <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Like, it, it's it was you know I was watching American Dad, and then I went to sleep, and like you know. So for those that aren't aware. I'll just I'll just give you a little taste of the of the mayhem that happens on Adult Swim, uh, so you can understand how how jarring this is. So, Adult Swim they do this thing between uh, commercial breaks, well during commercial breaks, um, just like bookings they call them bumps. Sometimes it's a black screen with white text, and other times it's like a picture of nature, and they'll put their logo on the screen somewhere for you to find, and it's just like a little game, whatever. Uh, there's there's one, and you can Google it. It's called unedited footage of a bear, and they put it on at midnight. And it's just you know, like I said, picture of a bear in nature. You see the little uh, Adult Swim logo near the bottom of the screen, and then it seemingly flips the channel over to the infomercial, right? And it's an infomercial. It's a long form infomercial for something that's uh, like an allergy suppressant. Okay. It starts out that way, but the commercial doesn't end. And it's this woman, she's a soccer mom. She's driving her kids around and everything like that. She drops them off at soccer practice and the camera's in the car and the music is playing and it's playing all the side effects, you know, all that stuff. And she's just smiling, smiling, smiling. And all of a sudden the smile fades. Oh my God. And she crashes into a mailbox in this uh, suburban neighborhood. And the camera is now panning away from her. It's just dragging away. She stands in the middle of the street, completely still, almost like a video game when it goes into that T-pose and it's just standing there like a glitch or whatever. So she's just standing super still, super still, super still. About 20 seconds after that, the camera is that far away. She just starts running full speed down the street, no sound, towards the camera. It is horrifying what follows that. That's only the tip of the iceberg, Lex. 
I don't want to watch. Wait, wait, explain this to me because I really don't want to watch it. No, no, no. I'm telling you now, I'm already disturbed. I don't yeah. want to watch it. Yeah. Is it the I'm bear? Not... Is it the bear crossing over and attacking her? The bear has nothing to do with it after that. What? No. I'm telling you. I'm not watching this. Oh, man. It's, it it's freaky. Horrific. I'll tell you about it off the air because I want people to see this and experience themselves for the first time. It's like 10 minutes long. If you're familiar it's 10 with, minutes uh, long? 10 minutes of pure, unadulterated fuckery. It is just scary. I'm what telling you. What is wrong you, with the people running that? <laughs> <laughs> there was even a tie-in website. Like, you could explore the house that's on the block. When was this done? Into. Um, this you was about four years ago this happened, and it's, it's only gotten worse since then. If you ever see infomercials listed on Adult Swim, watch it. It's crazy. No, I'm not watching that. No. This sounds horrifying. <laughs> this sounds like a horror, like, a horror in a bad way. Like, yeah. Like, I don't like, I don't like those horror films that they're just trying to creep you out, if that makes sense. Like, in the same way that I don't like gross-out comedy, for the most yeah. part. I'm just like, no, that's not my flavor. That's not what I like. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example of, like, just making your skin crawl. You know what? Uh, like an Eli Roth type of thing. Like, yeah. you know how he does that where he's like, this is meant to just make you freak out. Like, and you're going to have to leave the theater puking. Like, that. I don't, <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. Like, no, no, thank you. Please, no. Yeah. It's, um... It's it's a horror. It's a, like a little meta horror film almost. The problem now is I also kind of want to watch it. God, <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't do it. I won't. You should. No. You totally should, man. I'm Kids, telling you. No. Okay. Not doing it. No. All right. Okay. I have a question. Yes. What is this Oak Island thing you're talking about? In so here? it's kind of. That's kind of interesting to me. This is I'm is this a, is a horror thing? This. Because it's I don't a, know what this is. I didn't you you sent me a Wikipedia. Yes. And I don't I don't know what this is. So apparently there is this is real life. There's a treasure. Is it is it real buried, life? Or is it fantasy? Um, on this on this Oak Island off the shore of Nova Scotia, there is apparently uh, a money pit. Wow, no escape from reality. <laughs> the people have been trying to locate. There's a reality show based on it. I want to ask if you've heard about this at all, and I, no. I guess you haven't. I guess not. Yeah, yeah. It says, according to the earliest theory, the pit held a pirate treasure buried by Captain Kidd. Captain Kidd reportedly conspired with Henry Avery, and Oak Island was their community bank. Another pirate theory involved Edward Teach, who said that he buried his treasure where none but Satan and myself can find it. Now that I read it out loud, I actually feel like this is one of the plots to the uh, to the Uncharted series. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, I think they might have touched on it in the last one, but this is based maybe, on the Maybe, I don't story. remember. Yeah, so, 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 so they're making a reality show of this, trying yeah. to find it. I mean, they're they, not going to find it. Like, no. <laughs> they, they, they do tools. But you know what? They will find dead bodies. Several dead bodies. They always find a body. Oh my god. Okay. So I had this thought the other day. Okay. This is really this is really dark, but I think this is what's gonna happen. So right now we're in the middle in the States for anyone who's not in the United States. Hi. Um, we're in the middle of a government shutdown, right? Mm-hmm. 
So they're having problems in the national parks of like people littering and tearing down trees and just being savages because they can't handle things without an adult there to stop them, apparently. Yeah. I was thinking about this. How many dead bodies are we going to find after this is done? Oh, my God. I hope people would know well enough not to go in there and just, like, do how stupid many, stuff. How many murderers? What if there's, like, a serial killer right now that's just chopping people up, throwing them in these parks? No one's going in there. No one's monitoring this situation. That's a good point. But, you know, at the Isn't same time. Isn't that terrifying? Like, how many dead bodies are in the national parks right now? Because it's of, pretty terrifying. Like, like a murder, like not not accident. I'm sure there are going to be plenty of people found by accident. That's the thing, too. You can make it seem like an accident. Guys, what I'm saying is, if you want to murder someone, like, now's the time. Like, this is prime time. <laughs> this is a buyer's market for murderers. Yeah, No, is. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll double down on what you're saying with, this probably happens all the time anyway, and we just don't hear about it. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just the the sheer amount of space in a national park. So there have been there have been like serial killers and stuff like that who who have like put bodies in national park like parks and stuff like that. Yeah. And and that's you know so I I have no doubt that it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's that factor of right now nobody's monitoring it. Nobody's looking into it. Like somebody could just be hidden under a pile of trash somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how I want to go. Throw me in the trash. <laughs> you know, Dee told me about one time that she went camping. I'm not somebody that goes camping. And I found... Oh, God, no. I found this completely sure. terrifying. Cool. Yeah, no, screw that noise. Um, it was so terrifying to me. I'm like, I never need to be in nature ever in my life. Because she's talking about, you know, there was a bonfire and they would hear trees off in the distance just falling down. And, you know, park rangers walking around and checking on them and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this is a group of women in the middle of the night and some park ranger comes along. I don't want to. No, man. No, no. Don't do that. That's not cool. Uh, um, all women? Yeah. Just going out in the fort? No. I'm sorry. No. I would not do that. <laughs> I am I'm a hardcore feminist. I don't care. I'm not hey. going out there with, without a dude like that I trust. <laughs> it has to be like you. Yeah, like there's a there's literally a list of like five dudes that I would trust in this situation. Yeah. Three of them I'm related to. Like mm-hmm. like you know, uh no. I'm sorry. Well I'm, I'm not gonna proud, do it. I am proud to be on that list of dudes that you trust. However, I would trust my life in the hands of Denise, our, our good friend who went with her, because she she can handle business. She okay. don't play. Yeah. Okay, and, if I really felt like there was someone as long as I feel like there's someone who can, who is like, like legit prepared to murder, yeah, like yeah. to defend, mm-hmm. you know. And the problem is that it's just like, okay, whether we like to admit it or not, like dudes can overpower women, like that, unless you are like a trained woman, like the, it's just sizing and like muscle and everything like that. Like it just ha- like it. Unfortunately, that's why shit happens all the time. Like, and yeah. I'm 5'2", I'm, you know, I'm a tiny lady. I'm not fucking around with that. I mean, if you had to choose between me and, like, a Ronda Rousey or something, yeah, for sure. Go with yeah, Ronda. yeah, but, like, there aren't enough Ronda Rouseys in the world, unfortunately. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> There's not enough Rondas to go around, Z. Yes, this is true. God damn, you and your dad jokes. I know! You're really... 
I gotta ask yeah. you if she's pregnant because these are a lot of dad jokes. I'm, I'm, oh I'm just, no! Oh my gosh! <laughs> that would that don't make the podcasting more difficult. No. <laughs> you want to talk about not finding time now? Well, oh, let me tell you. Jesus. That fatherhood yeah. though. Um, yeah, fatherhood though. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, man, she is going to be Sonya Blade in the next uh, Mortal Kombat game. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Wait, Not game or movie? In the game. She's going to do the voice for Sonya. Oh, okay. Isn't she doing wrestling now? Yeah, she is currently the WWE Raw Women's Champion. That's cool. I, uh, yeah. What's not cool about it, though, is the fact that she's basically cosplaying as um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I don't know who that is. I've he heard of is, him. Okay, so two points of reference for Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was... Already bored. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he's a Scottish man. Okay. Um, he always I like Scots. He always wore a kilt to the ring. Um, mm-hmm. He had a very distinctive font for his name that she is totally ripping off. Or they're making her rip off in management or whatever. Uh, he was in a good number of Cindy Lauper videos in the 80s. And oh, okay. he was also in the movie They Live. He was the main character. So that famous line, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. That's him. That's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool story. <laughs> that's all I got. That's that's, that's my right. every every point of reference I, for him. Well, what was, what was funny is you were like, "Oh, you like Sydney?" Like I could I could feel it. Like you know this thing, you know that thing, and I'm like, "No, yeah, yeah, no." Sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. Dangling that carrot, no. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Have you watched Bodyguard? The 1992 Whitney Houston movie? Yes, I've seen it several times. No. It's a beautiful film. Or at least it was at the time. I'm sure it has an The shot-for-shot shot remake. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Ariana Grande. They pull, yes. No, so what they did was um, they did a shot-for-shot shot remake like they did with Psycho in the 90s or whatever. Uh, okay. Remember that? Okay. I do. With Anne Heche. Yes. Jim? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Mm. Okay. I, I just, I don't understand a shot for shot remake. That's just fucking weird. But Bodyguard. Yes. Um, it's on Netflix. It's called a Netflix original, but it's a BBC show, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's um, on the BBC? Well, I'm going to put that on my list. Okay. 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 So, hold. <laughs> how, how many series does it have so far? Hold on. Damn. Oh, okay. Right. okay. Okay. It stars the actor who played Rob Stark on Game okay. of Thrones. Oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. This show, first of all, it's six episodes, so it's short. It's one season. Oh. The episodes are a little bit longer, though. I think, if I'm not mistaken, like they're it's it's good good stuff. The first half hour of this show is some of the most riveting moments of television I've ever seen. Wow, that's high praise. It is... I, I, I mean, I did not... I didn't. I thought it was going to be because of the title, and like, I was like, oh, it's about a bodyguard. I thought it was going to be some stupid, like, Jason Bourne shit or something like that. 
like I'm bored. I'm bored with that. I, mean, I don't care about spies or like I love John Krasinski. I love John Krasinski. I haven't watched yes. any of Jack Ryan. As much as I want to watch him on another television show, I I'm like I can't get I can't bring myself to give a fuck about Jack Ryan. Look, if he's not gonna stare smugly at the camera for at least three seconds, I'm out. Nah, he was a quiet place, man. That was good. Like, no, he he's he's good. I, I I I love him as an actor. I love him as a creator. But like, I I can't get into those movies or TV shows, whatever. Both. But this, so I wasn't expecting it to be that good. But I was like, okay. Like, I saw it was like six episodes. It was on Netflix. I've heard good things about it. It's that and uh, Killing Eve is the other one. Ever good things okay. about? Do you know about that one? Yeah, I've heard about that one. So that's a that's a BBC show that is a cop type show, and it's Sandra O oh is trying to find this serial killer. So like, you know, these are two shows I haven't watched. Killing Eve. I think I, I saw the first episode, but I haven't watched that one yet. But these are two shows. I'm like, okay, I've heard a lot of good things about these. I'm gonna give this one a shot. I'm gonna give Killing Eve a shot at some point in the future. It is good shit. Nice. Really good. And, and, it, and it kind of reminds me of, remember when you watched like House of Cards for the first co- first time, like when that I came do. out? I do. And you were like, oh, this is different. Like, like you're you're making something really interesting here. That's kind of how I felt watching this. Wow. And I okay. hope I'm not hyping it like too much. <laughs> but for me, it just, it came out of left field. It was, you know, I did not expect to like it half as much as I did. Um, and I consumed it quickly, which is not common for me. I usually go through shows at my own, my own little pace. Uh, you know, I don't rush through shows like a lot of people do. And I, I finished this in like a weekend. I was just rolling through it. Nice. I mean, BBC, BBC shows are built for that. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. And don't, and my recommendation for you or anyone else who's going to watch it, don't read anything about it. Just go watch it. Like, you know, um, you're better off just going in kind of blind like i like i haven't even told you the story like i'm just like oh it's a bodyguard whatever like just just go into it blind it's more fun that's what i did i really liked it cool i will have to give it a look now i'm disappointed that it's not a shot for shot remake of the whitney houston classic but you know we could still get that dream big like you know they they should just totally flip the script and have dolly parton come in and cover Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You" after she covered Dolly Parton's. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'd watch that. Yeah, totally. That would be a that that would be bad, but I'd watch it. I It'd would. be meta. It'd be super <laughs> meta, but yeah. <laughs> Sold. Yes. All right. Well, I guess we should kind of talk a little bit about uh, the graphic novel challenge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so you read week one. What did you read? Week one, I read... Which was, we announced our last episode, but let's just refresh that. Yeah, that was um, Lady Killer by Joelle Jones, which I found fascinating and just beautiful. It was a great book. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so you liked it. That's good. I did, I did. And, uh, you know, we had our giveaway. Uh, one lucky winner got a copy of that. Who won? It was Jones. You know. <laughs> good work good work this um, is this is the jonesy episode up in here i'm saying right if we didn't already have a title that'd be it so mm-hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and throw it out again so 
This is this is the the new rule for the graphic novel challenge giveaway. Okay. If you've, if you've won in the past month, you can't enter again. So you okay. got to leave it to somebody else. So sorry, no, you're out. No, Jonesy. No, no. That's right. So this time around, um, well, I guess we should kind of talk about what we read last week and then talk about what we're going to read. So, so my first week, I w- it was Batwoman. Okay. Mm, it was it was boring. Look, which, I haven't I haven't been doing well in this challenge. Which Batwoman was, was it? It was the new Fifty Two. Okay. I was just like, all right, cool. Well, so whatever. It wasn't it wasn't one of the classic run uh, from J.G. Jones back in the day. No, no, it wasn't. No. Okay. Um, that was. Uh, no, I, it was uh something the third that the guy. I, I can't remember. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, J. H. Williams the third. Yeah. 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 It was. It was one of his. Okay. Actually, I think it was called Hydrology. Interesting. I, anyway, I didn't. I wasn't into it. I don't know why. Yeah. It's not for everybody. And then week gonna, two, what was your yes. week two? My week two was uh, my week two was a book called Your Black Friend, and it was written and illustrated by Ben Passmore. Now, this was more of an indie book, um, okay. and I, I wouldn't even really call it a straight up comic. It was more like illustrated, um, you know, editorials. So Ben okay. Passmore tells his story, uh, his stories from first person about his experience in America. Um, the the titular story, Your Black Friend, he gives his take on what it means to be, you know, the black person in a group of mostly non-black people, and then he flips it around um, and kind of tells, uh, you know, what it's like to be the black person that hangs out with white folks in your group in your black group. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of self-reflection. There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of, you know, uh, implied racism, uh, both uh, covertly and overtly. Uh, there's a lot implied of... racism that he experienced. You mean exactly? Okay. okay. Yeah. So there's there's a lot going on there. It's a lot to absorb, but it's it's interesting to look at it from this uh, through this lens. Uh, simply because he, he shows why, you know, you try to integrate yourself um, in a society and you don't really have a home because you're trying to belong. You're trying to be mm-hmm. everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what he's showing here. Uh, I would say check it out. It's a heavy book. I was telling folks when I was reading it, I can't read that before bedtime. Um, but I made it through and I'm glad I read it. And if you want to check so you, it out, you felt like it, it actually it was like it was resonated. It did okay. resonate. And it's, it's worth a read if you've ever been curious or if you want to see, you know, if it lines up with your own experience as a black person. Um, I recommend folks. folks check I don't it out. know if it lines up with my experience. Maybe not your experience. <laughs> Wait a second. Am I not black? What? I, you know, we've been meaning to tell Am you. Am I adopted? <laughs> what? Are you kidding all this time, all this time. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, but if you want to check it out uh, on Amazon, it's like five bucks. Oh, so wow, that's great. You can do a lot worse with five bucks for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you read week two? Week two, I read Misfit City. Okay. Uh, which was the one that you sent me. Yes. I think it was for my birthday. I don't know. We send each other 
things in the random. Uh, random. Yeah. yeah. Like that time I got that human skull, you know, that was weird. But it was oh, appreciated. That was anything but random, my friend. Oh. Be prepared for more. You're going to put yeah, it together. <laughs> the whole uh, body? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like the idea of like a seven situation. But I'm just like mailing you piece by piece, and then it's like it's like a Dwight on The Office when he's like, "I'm gonna send Osama bin Laden pieces of a prison that he's gonna assemble, and then he's gonna be in the prison." It's like I'm setting you up for a crime, but I'm just gonna mail you all of the pieces of the body. And that'll be the book that we read for the final week. It'll be based on a true story. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. We need to find an illustrator. Uh, yeah. So, so I read that, and it's it it okay. Yeah. I haven't been I haven't been doing well, man. Even even like um, I read a, another one uh, this last week. I read Batman White Knight, um, and this was not a part of technically a part of the graphic novel challenge, but you just felt like checking it out. Well, I got it from the library, and yeah. I heard good that like you know it was really hyped up to me, really hyped up, and it was good. Like it was you know, but I I was reading it, and it, like when you when you struck out, you know. Pretty much three times, um, and you're just not super into, you know, any of these books. You start to wonder, and then one of them is, you know, you're told like in a comic book store, this is the best book I've read in like over a decade or whatever. Yeah. And and you get that situation. You, you start to wonder, like, because I was like, do I like comics? Anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, do I like these anymore? Is this a thing that was like a phase for me? Um, that I just don't dig anymore. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm, I mean, I'm still participating in the challenge. Like, I'm still going to keep doing it. Yeah. But it definitely, it definitely had me, had me questioning it. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, why, like, why am I not enjoying the thing that everyone else seems to be absolutely madly in love with? Like, this Batman comic that's supposed to be so, I mean, you've read it, right? I did. I read the first couple issues of it. I have the collected. I keep meaning to get back to it. And I can understand why it didn't really resonate to you. Um, it, it seemed to be a very specific thing to a lot of people. And it seemed to just be a non-event to other folks. You know, the folks that really glommed onto it were reading a lot more into it than they probably should have. But Well, uh, I'd be you know, curious to hear those, like... Like, is there something that I'm missing? Because I was waiting for, like, there to be some big revelation or something big that made me, like, oh, my gosh, this is, this changes everything. And it never happened. It never came. Well, when the single issues were coming out, the creator was getting attacked on Twitter about some of the subject matter he was. Um, like he was, what? Uh, like, um, you know, just police brutality and stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, just uh, I guess the the whole like mental health thing with the Joker and everything that that was being discussed as well. But uh, this book, which by the was, way, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with calling someone out as they're. You've only read a portion of their story. You know, if you want to have that criticism when you when it's done, yeah, that's one thing. I I don't like when you take, you know, you can't you can't watch the first five minutes of a movie. And you know exactly what the movie's about. You're done. Like, right. you can say that first five minutes upset me or did not click with me and I'm out and I'm going to leave the movie. But you can't say that you know the movie. Like, really. 
You have to see what the person is actually doing beyond that. You get, you know, an hour into the movie and there's another hour, you can probably go, all right, this is not for me. Right. But, you know, an issue or two into it and people are going like, you know, oh, you don't know this. Not, like, let him finish the story first and see where it goes from there. I'm not saying that you can't have this criticism, but I'm just saying, shouldn't you hear the guy out like through his writing? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you decide I, it's not you for you, I mean, do you think something different from that? Like, I, well, I'm I genuinely, curious. I'm, I have a similar thought to that. I have a similar thought to that. My thought is that if you are engaging in any type of media, and you feel like it's not for you, and it's not really problematic, you don't feel like there's a reason to engage uh, the creator, uh, besides just basically. I don't know, just just reading so much into it, just based on limited information, like you said, but to the point where basically... But it sounds like they were saying it's problematic. Like, it sounds like yeah. they were saying that this is a problematic thing. And the thing that I'm I'm questioning, and, and feel free to, like, go, no, you kind of... But, like, I'm questioning if you can truly assess it being problematic on that level, if it's not blatant, like, I mean, obviously there's some things, like, like I think calling, you know, a book the master race is questionable like like that was you know a thing that happened um, yeah. you know and so like there are some things that i'm like okay like maybe don't do that but ultimately but I mean, what i'm getting at though yes. ultimately what i was saying earlier is that i feel like if it's not for you that's cool you don't have to you don't have to make a whole thing about it if it's not for you then just put it aside if you see people are you know enjoying it Maybe observe the conversation before engaging in that conversation. Like, for instance, if, if, if there's a book that I really didn't get into, you know, like Watchmen, like I really didn't get into that at first. I didn't I, either. I'm still not into it. I still don't get it. Wait, do you mean but, the original? I mean, every iteration of it. Okay, yeah, I agree. The movie, I, I agree. the book, everything. Yep. You know, I haven't, even, I haven't seen the movie, but I didn't get into the book. I didn't get it. I'd even, I'd even widen the circle and say just Alan Moore. I don't understand why people dig his work so much. And what I, I did, agree. <laughs> Somewhere I Alan Moore in his basement, like with his bats that he's draining of blood, covering yeah. his face, playing his giant organ is like, what? Did they say something about me on the Internet? Like he's got a, he's got half a mask on like the Phantom right. of the Opera. Yeah. What? In his in his secret room behind the bookcase in his home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is, is that like I didn't get it, so I decided to look into why people dug it. I started reading articles written by folks that mm -hmm. really get into his work, and I still didn't like it. And I didn't go on the internet and talk about it because for a long time I didn't say anything about not liking Watchmen. I didn't let anybody know. The first time yeah. I mentioned it publicly was uh, a panel that I was on uh, about unpopular opinions at C2E2 uh, because that was the, you know, that was what the panel called for. Yeah. And so I, I felt safe to bring it up there amongst folks that were willing to engage in that conversation. Yeah. But just to go reach out to the creator and say, you know what? Screw you, buddy. You rained on my parade. Batman's not a villain and police brutality doesn't exist and stuff like that. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like you said, let the okay. story... Finish. Yes. Now, the one thing it's funny because I'm like, this is how I feel about it. now I'm going to counter with the, the there is a difference between I mean, just outside looking in. There is a little bit of a difference between I don't like this thing and this thing is problematic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you saying oh, you sure. don't like Watchmen is not necessarily the same as like, 
you know, if you're saying like Batman White Knight promotes police brutality, is that what people were saying? Like they were saying that it's it's saying that police brutality is a big problem. In, in the country like the comics gate guys were saying something about that i don't even want to engage oh, that because it's no 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 i i just wanted to understand because i didn't read it as it was coming out so right. so because the book calls out police brutality they were going after it is that what you're saying yeah what exactly. was this one of the books that was like sparking comics gate yeah that's what i'm saying okay okay because yeah. i i haven't really been keeping up with that too much um neither have i but it's not that's what i'm saying it's not even worth thinking about Okay, I, I, I misunderstood. I thought you were saying that they said that the book was promoting police brutality or something like oh, that. Like, no, 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 like no, the book was like racist. That. Like, no, like no, no. actually that problematic in that way in that it's like going after a minority or something along those lines. And that's why I was like, oh, well, if they're calling that out, then maybe there's something there that I missed. or Like, okay, that makes more sense now. Okay, I'm not going to defend it. <laughs> I'm not going to defend the disputes anymore because... That doesn't really make sense to me. If you, it's kind of like you know, one time you and I were talking. This was in a chat, not on the podcast. But we were talking about religion, and you were like, "Well, if you can't handle like you know someone you know hearing a different religion and like bringing it to the table and not lose faith in your thing, then like what's wrong? Like if you really don't believe anything's wrong, then that criticism shouldn't bother you. You should right. you know meet it with open arms and then hear it out and then go, here's why I think it's not right. Like here's why I think you're incorrect." Um, to, to go, no, you shouldn't even be saying that. Well, then there's clearly something there. Well, I agree with you, except for the open arms part. It's like, if you've got something to say against somebody's religion, and it's not coming from a place of, I really want to understand this. I'm not, you know, oh, yeah, trying no. to engage you in a way that is going to enhance my knowledge. I just want you to hear what I have to say about this and That's why you're different. wrong. No, I That's, mean, yeah. I mean a, a respectful conversation. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. I mean, like an like an open sort of thing. You know, if you're just saying like like <laughs> if you're like God is a superstition. Like if you if you <laughs> if you're like coming in with that, there will be blood shit. And you're like, yeah. you know, no, no, that's not what I mean. Like what I mean is just like, OK, like if this gets you to engage in a conversation, then it's then that's art that is successful, like with White Knight, for example. Um, I think that the best art does that. It makes you you know, have those discussions. Um, but if you're just completely not even open to a discussion and it's being done, like the discussion is being presented in a reasonable way, then like something's wrong. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. Hopefully that's coming across. It is. Cause you spelled it out, but thank you. <laughs> well, shit. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But seriously, no, I, I hear where you're coming from. Um, yeah, and then comic books. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 actually it's weird because that makes the story more interesting for me. Like, the, oh, there was controversy. Oh, okay. Like, right. this and is one of the comics. The... I've read a comics gate book or whatever. Like that, all of the man babies are crying about with this. What are the man babies crying about this time? The sect of uh, conspiracy theorists would then double down. On you saying that and say, you know, well, obviously, this is why there was controversy. They wanted you to read this book because it wasn't selling well, because the comics industry is in the toilet and yeah. numbers are down year over year. And it's all your fault for wanting equality. There are, you know, here's the thing, too, as we say all this. And I said that about, you know, you know, jerk nerds who are you know, there are so many nice people 
who are into comic books, who are into nerdy movies and everything like that. And unfortunately, the loud voices just get amplified, especially with the Internet. But it's just one of those things like it's so tough for me to be like, yeah, go get into comics like, you know, as a woman or a person of color. Like, I think there's great content there. But would I recommend someone go to a comic book store nowadays? Like, would you do that? Like, would you say, well, you probably know of people that own shops that are like super nice, but like yeah. outside of your area, let's say like you had a friend in Minnesota or something and like you've never been to a comic shop in that area. Well, let me tell you about um, a, a very particular instance that I had okay. a few nights ago. So uh, I was meeting up with some folks to talk about Chicago Nerd Fest that I'm on the uh, the planning committee for. And I was a little bit early, and I stopped by one of my favorite comic shops, which is Chicago Comics in Chicago. Uh, is <laughs> it in Chicago? I, I believe it's in Chicago. Okay. On Clark Street. And uh, it's a great – I can't call it a little shop because um, Alex Ross goes there sometimes as well. Hold on. Um, They're not a sponsor. Cut this out. Cut this out. Right. <laughs> they, don't, they don't get a free plug. But what was great about it was um, there were two two women were running the shop that night. Uh, the only two people in there were me and this other black guy, and we're just kind of browsing around. And already that's cool to see that type of, you know, demographic uh, mm-hmm. behind the counter and in the store. Yeah. And, you know, he's looking around, looking around. And, uh, you know, I pay for my books. I'm about to walk out and I hear him. He's like, excuse me. You know, I, I'm really trying to find a comic starring um, a, a positive uh, gay character okay. as the lead. And he asked the women and they were so quick. They had like 10 suggestions right away for him. Like, here, let me give you this graphic novel. Let me tell you about uh, Kevin Keller. Let me tell you about uh, uh, Midnighter and Apollo. Let me tell you about these characters. And it was so cool because this guy, he hadn't heard of a lot of these. And they even had like a little synopsis for him. Like, this is why you'll want to read this. This is why this is interesting. This is how it breaks the norm. And he spent money. And I'm yeah. like, this is cool. This is why we need that brick and mortar experience because you cut through all the bullshit of the trolls online who are like, well, why do you need this specific thing? It's like, this is what I want to read about. My boyfriend yeah. doesn't read comic books, so I want to get him into them. I want to show him that people like us are featured in these books prominently and without being made fun of. Yeah. And he got that. He got that that night, and I was happy about that. And that's such a that's such a gorgeous thing. And yeah. I, you know, I used to have experiences of like, you know, kids coming into a shop and being like, I want, you know, um, working in a shop and, and, you know, kids coming in, they're like, I saw Sheldon on Big Bang Theory with this shirt. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and like kids, no kids would, would come in and they'd be like, you know, he had this shirt with a lightning bolt on it. And I was like, oh, that's the Flash. Do you want to read a Flash comic book? Yeah, I want to read a Flash comic book. <laughs> and and you know they would they a lot of kids came into comics because of, and so like there were there were sweet things like that. But then at the same time, there was a lot of really disgusting things. There was a lot of sexual harassment. There was it was, and then it was just you know if you don't have a good person running the show, like it's just allowed to like. Not, not even be a thing. It's one of those things where, you know, you're a woman in that situation. You, you know, laugh. Like, because what else are you going to do? You're uncomfortable. 
Um, and and it's one of those things that I think there are so many great shops that are trying to create a more welcoming environment. And I actually have one nearby that seems a lot nicer. I will say that I've only ever seen men working there, and they're all white. Um, so they don't have diversity on that front. Um, but I did see a girl, a little girl walking out the other day, probably like 13, walking out of the shop with like a bunch of books in her hand. So that was really sweet. Yeah. I just think it's really tough because... I, you know, as much as I want people to, and I, and go to that shop, please. Like that, that shop is amazing. And look up, you know, what are, you know, sweet, welcoming shops in your area. But like for me on a personal level, I don't live, cause I don't live in Chicago or, you know, anyone who doesn't know that I live in Florida. It's been, you know, what, what am I going to end up with? Like it's usually not good. Like they're being dicks to me or, you know, I, I it's just, I haven't, I've had some great experiences in shops. I met one of my absolute best friends um, in a comic shop, uh, and I've also just had terrible ones. And it's just, it's unfortunate that the community it has been dealing with those growing pains for some time, and that there are some people in there that maybe, maybe view women coming in and people of color and queer people coming in as like a threat to the thing that they took comfort in years ago and like I liked this thing before it was cool Yeah. and like I understand that that's their you know I understand that there's like a psychological thing behind that of like you know I was made fun of for this thing and you know now it's cool and that sucks because I dealt with shit and I'm like yeah but we all dealt with shit like we all dealt with different levels of things and shouldn't you be happy that now other people like it and you can talk to them about it it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me Right, and I'm I'm guilty of getting in that headspace some sometimes as well because oh I think that's that's a human thing to do like it's kind yeah. of a little bit of tribalism definitely because you you think about how the term you know fake fan came about and everything like that you know it's it's it happens I think in that sports was fake too. gamer girl was the first time I ever heard stuff like that yeah fake geek girl was a big one yeah um but I think about it even even with the sports world they talk about the whole bandwagon idea oh why and bandwagon the shit out of teams. Sports. It's the silliest thing to me. And I can say that from the outside looking in, but then I have to think about the parallel in the comic world. I say it's silly because your team is doing great. The franchise is doing amazing. It's got people out there boosting it, mm-hmm. singing your praises, making theme songs about them, go Cubs, go, all that stuff. And then, you know, Johnny Sox fan comes along and he's like, hey, the Cubs are pretty good. I think I'm going to go check them out. It's like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan. They're doing good now. You want to be a fan? Of course I want to be a fan because the team is doing well. Why would I want to support a bad team? That makes I, zero I love sense. people like that because I'm like, so you don't like winning because, <laughs> I, because I've been like the team that I've loved forever doesn't like winning. Like, like my Orioles <laughs> do not love winning. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, who cares? <laughs> Every song that is sung about a sports team talks about how they're the best. So it's just branding. It's brainwashing. Yeah. It's repetition. It's chanting. Whatever you want to call it, it's tribalism. And it's like, yeah, our team's the best. Our team's the best. Hey, you know what? You're right. Your team is the best. Whoa, hey there. Sports is one of the worst at that, though. <laughs> I will say that that sports it's it's super difficult to deal with sports fans because they 
are so intense. And until recently, a lot in the past, it's been guys. There are a lot of women who are in, who are diehard sports fans now. It's become more and more of like more women get into sports just because they love it or whatever, especially football, I've noticed. And that's great. I love that. You know, love what you love. doesn't matter. But, you know, it's really tough because, you know, you get like, what's the stat for the – like, that's the joke I always made with when, when uh, what was the stat for uh, Kyle Rupin Jr.'s, you know, first year? And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, no, right. like I don't know. I don't know that stat. This doesn't mean that I don't like this team. Like that doesn't. Yeah. You don't get to you know play that gatekeeping game. No, gatekeeping is silly. Gatekeeping is 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 a losing idea. Not for pop culture things and stuff like that. No. For for everything, for everything, gatekeeping I, is. I, I actually brought this up. This this is the only time I've heard gatekeeping is a good thing, which is if you're talking about um, prerequisites for like education. Okay. Like, like, yeah, she was like, you know, I, I was talking to Allie about that and I was like, you know, gatekeeping sucks. And she's like, OK, I understand what you're what you're looking at gatekeeping. But like if you look at it from like the academic perspective of like mm-hmm. making sure you know your shit, like and you actually have all of this history knowledge and everything like that. Like it's like, OK, OK, I get that instance the, beyond that. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I consider shit. it a completely different definition almost because gatekeeping in this in this regard, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah, it <laughs> is. It's, it is. It does feel different. But like it. We don't have a different word for it, I guess, yet. Yeah. Let the jocks read comics. Let them read comics. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Don't, and don't maybe you can, like, it. you know, get past some shit when, the, when the, you know, the jocks read the comics, too. Exactly. I mean, those, those ideals, those, those uh, categories are so outdated at this point anyway. We were sold that by Hollywood in the first place. And now, years later, people are still trying to hold on to that. There's there's no way you can put a kid in that box right now because you know I know what's going on in the streets obviously I'm I'm cool with all the kids are you so hip I know. with the youths I'm with it all oh, those young people <laughs> yeah I'm getting a little punch drunk I think it's time we should wrap up yeah oh those youths okay so youths. we didn't say what our picks were for this we should do that this my pick my pick for this week Head Games by Craig McDonald from First Second Books. Cool. I don't know what that is, but cool. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it next episode. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I'm doing Superman Secret Identity by Kurt. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Busiek. Uh, Busiek. Busiek. Okay. Yes. Um, I've heard good things about this. I'm trying to pick something safe. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I think you'll like it. All else fails, I'm going to go to Saga. <laughs> Because yeah, I still haven't caught up on Saga. I'm like three volumes behind. So Have you read Wicked and Divine? No. Okay. Okay. I think so that's, that's my recommendation three. for next time for you. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the and we always update our Instagram with all of our picks. Um so what I did was if you forget the titles and you wanna know what they are, um I've been saving them in Instagram stories. So if you go on our main Instagram page at Lex and Matt. Um, there's a little Instagram stories thing you can click on and it's like, I think it says GN challenge 18 or something like that. It's all the graphic novels that we've picked so far because we've been posting pictures of them so you can see the archive of them. Yep. yep. You should check it out. You should just give it a follow anyway. Also, before I forget, 
um, especially with this episode, because this is going to be supersized. A big thanks mm-hmm. to our amazing producer, Dave Martin. He made us sound like rock stars in the first and second episode of the show. I'm sure he's going to work magic on this one as well. Thank you, David. Sorry, I had to do my shits Creek. My David. Okay, I'll call you Dave now. I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you. So awesome to have someone who knows what they're doing. Exactly. Because God knows we don't. Nope. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to talk about uh, the super Superman cult next time. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a, a thing. So, yeah, that I will gladly Guys, read up. Go ahead and read up on the the cult that Chloe Sullivan from Smallville was in, because we're going to talk about that next time. Right, meet us back here I next time. In the talk meantime, about it. give us a five-star review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We sincerely appreciate that. Someone that gave us a really sweet review, and I don't know who it was. but That makes it even better. I know, it does. I love the mystery of it. Don't know who it was. We super love you. Um, you know, said that they felt like they were a part of the podcast. You are so happy you're here. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for all of you guys who are joining us on this excellent adventure. <laughs> nope, 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 not no. rad, rad, no, rad. not rad, rad, not rad, rad. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, rad. <laughs>